Hey everybody, it's Rider Club Radio, a podcast. I'm your host, Jeff. And I'm Liam, and boy, the bar's low, isn't it? Look, uh, we got some letters about these <laughs> openings. Uh, we're no longer allowed to say anything positive about this podcast, because that would be considered uh, false advertising. Yeah, there's one thing we can legally say is that it is for sure a podcast, objectively. It, although, unless you're listening to it on an iPod, that might not be true. Yeah, we're going to have to go back to the drawing board on this. Shit. We're going to lose all the petty cash. Oh no, all of our my Rider Club Radio millions. <laughs> this week, we watched Kamen uh, Rider X8 episode 43, as well as Chojin Sentai Jetman episodes 9 and 10. And so, Liam, mm-hmm. why don't you tell us what happened on X-Aid this week? Sure. So, this week on X-Aid, uh, we talked about this happening last week. Everybody gets sick again. Since uh, Masamune and, and uh, fucking Gam- Gamedeus, they fuse together and it makes everybody sick again. So, the whole world, the Gamedeus virus resurges and everybody's fucked up. They're all like, uh, they, they all like relapse at the same time again. Yeah, so retroactively it makes the whole Gamedeus making everyone sick thing just to show you what Game Deus is capable of Yeah, ahead of time. So it makes sense thematically, and we were full of shit. But you know what's really kind of pointless now is them having the Mighty Doctor, Doctor Mighty... True. Bloop. They just needed a way to sell that on Toei.com. <laughs> Toei.com. Exactly. Whatever the fucking Tamashi web exclusive shit. That's what that is. Tamashi, uh, go fuck yourself, dot org. Dot .jp. .org.jp. Dot dot <laughs> it is an American organization, but you still have to put .jp in there. It's, they they want to keep you from going there. It's got to be as complicated as possible. That's a Toei way. So Game Deus Cronus, he's, he beats everybody up. They they confront him on the in the park, and he just kicks everyone's ass. And he's like, you guys can't take me on. You, none of you have earned the right to take me on. And they're like, what are you talking about, Dan Masamune? And he says, you have to beat... Common Rider Chronicle to take me on, so only she can do it. And he points over at Nico, and he says, "Nico, you come on, let's go to the boss level, and we're gonna fight it out." So he teleports her away, and everyone's like, "Oh God, Nico is the weakest rider by far and away. Uh, she's gonna lose." Literally in the whole show, the only ones that are weaker are just because they're shittier at video games. Just because the Mook Riders. So he drags Nico off, and they're like, "She's not gonna last ten seconds. We gotta. What are we gonna do?" So they all go back to the the pit, and they're hanging out trying to brainstorm. And Dan's like, you know, if you just if you just let me out, I can help you. And they're like, no, no, we'll figure something out. And Snipe says, you know, uh, just this episode, we're establishing now that the like the the like the requirement to go to the boss level is you have to have every strain of game disease and conquer. They established that before. Did they? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. I don't remember that at all. They established that before when they're talking about what you have to do in order to use uh, the common Rider, uh, whatever, Gashat. Chronicle? Cronus. Right! Oh, yeah! Yeah, were you not watching this show, Liam? That was a while ago, okay? I forgot. I didn't think it was going to be important. <laughs> so she's uh... she's got every kind of game illness because she's fought every Ganma. The Gasha trophies are just like signifiers. Did you say Ganma, you piece I, of shit? I said fucking Ganma, didn't I? She's fought every ah. bugster. The the Gasha trophies are just signifiers. Uh, but Snipe has also fought every single bugster. And he also has every strain of the disease because he fought them back when they first came out. 
So he's got every strain of the disease. He, he grabs a copy of Rider Chronicle and fucks off to the, the boss level. And everyone's like, oh my god, Snipe also sucks. He's only level 50. He's not going to survive. What do we do? So also, they know that you become Common Rider Cronus or whatever, but they don't think Nico's good enough to do it, even though she's just as good at games as Emu is. Uh, it's because she's not a main rider. Yeah, main rider. That's what she's not. <laughs> she's not, uh, she's not Emu. She's not the protagonist, so she can't beat him. She's the genius gamer N. The, the cheap knockoff. For, for not appearing in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> so Snipe goes to the boss dimension, and he, he uses Cronus, and he fights, and he loses. Cronus isn't good enough. Uh, he just keeps using the gun like an idiot instead he's of like, freezing he's all time. I know. <laughs> Masamune is like, "You're not doing it right." So they kick each other at the same time, but Masamune's kick overpowers Snipe's kick. His kick is just better, I guess. And it, it, it Snipe just loses. He falls and fucks off. And Dan says, "Look, I'll make a cheat code to get you into this stupid fucking boss level. Okay, just let me out of the cage." And they're like, "You seem trustworthy, Dan." We'll let you out. You'll make us a cheat code. So he does. He makes them a cheat code. They go to the they go to the world, and they fight Dan Masamune. They, they go to the world. They go to the world. It's it's fucking Hellheim. It's the Hellheim place. They do go to Hellheim, and they they go to Hellheim and they fight the final boss. They fight fucking Masamune and they beat him. And when he falls over, he's like, "Oh Jesus! Haven't you idiots ever played a video game before? The final boss always has a second floor." And he, <laughs> Turns into like a big monster man, and he does uh, turn into a monster mash. He, he turns into a big monster mash, and all of the people infected with the bugster virus turn into his graveyard smashes. So they they're all like it's it's a fucking, they all turn into turkey heads. Yeah, there's there's a turkey head syndrome spreading across all of Japan, all of Tokyo, and it's a big fucking crisis, and they have to beat the final boss. So Jeff, what did you think of Kamen Rider X Eight episode forty three? It's pretty good. Pretty good. It's pretty good. I, yeah, I, I, I can't say there was anything really wrong with it, other than the, uh, the cheapness of just like, oh, here's the disease again. But I really liked the scene with Snipe. Snipe is great in this episode, and I like that he's kind of he got some focus. There's a I little. Mean, Retro. He had his own special or whatever, so there's definitely... It would be weird if they didn't address that, I think. <laughs> there's a little, like, retroactive... Um, like, a justification of he's like, I'm the only one who needs to be the common Rider. Fuck all you guys, I'll take all your gashats. He's trying to protect them. He's already got all the, the Bugster virus in him. He doesn't want anyone else wrapped up in this. He's... I know they Even kind of established like, that before, but... He's, like, perfectly fine all the time. Shh. But whatever. Antibodies. <laughs> He's got antibodies for all of them. He's the only one. Mm-hmm. And to be real, like, one man's flu is another man's fucking black death, so... That's true. He's just got a really strong immune system. Guy's been eating his Wheaties. <laughs> uh, I liked I liked that Nico almost got a cool scene, but then didn't. Almost. Oh, she was like this close. She was one button press away, but she didn't quite make it, unfortunately. You know what would have been really cool? What? Is if, like, she transformed into Common Rider Cronus. And yeah. And then, like, fought him. 
I mean, if, if, if she lost, that would have been fine too. But yeah, I mean, if it the, just it seemed like they set this whole scene up for her. Like her arc was like beating Common Rider Chronicle, and they set this whole thing up that made it seem like she was going to face him finally. She mm-hmm. was going to gain the power of Cronus, and maybe she wouldn't be good enough, and she could face up to the fact that you know. Emu's a better video gamer than her, and she could fucking just calm down about it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, instead, Snipe just shows up and does it for her. Yeah, I figure if, like, obviously, she's not going to win, but if the person using Cronus is going to lose anyways, might as well just fucking make it her. Yeah, I mean, it was cool that there was that connection to the Snipe specials, and uh, it gave him a little bit of screen time. I appreciate that. But you know what? I didn't watch the Snipe specials, and I don't give a shit. Yeah. I saw the first one, but I didn't see any <laughs> I didn't of them. I didn't see any of them, so... I just... I know what happens in them, but I didn't see them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm not, like, feverish for common Rider Nico to get more screen time or whatever. It just felt like they built her up to have this scene and just didn't have it. It feels it was like really got, awkward yeah, story wise. She, she got robbed a little. It was it just like uh story beat wise. It seemed like they just kinda like completely they were like doing the lead up to the guitar solo and wipeout and then they just skipped it and just continued the song. <laughs> Weird as fuck. A little bit. A little bit. It was a bit of a jarring scene. Um, otherwise, mostly what happened in this episode is people, like, fighting and getting their shit wrecked. It was a long, it was one of those episodes where it's a long fight scene, like, like, really long fight scene, and, like, two minutes of talking, and then another really long-ass fight scene. They, uh, did Onari humor in this episode. What, with Dan? Yeah. Yeah, he looks at the camera real close. It was straight up Onari humor too, where he just did a silly face at the end of it, and that was the joke. Yep, I don't like that. I know. One thing I really enjoyed is after they beat Masamune, and they're like, "Yes, we did it. We beat him." And Masamune's like, "Don't you fucking people play video games?" I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> you don't just beat the boss. He's got two forms. I wanted him to say that outright. He he says it in like a roundabout sort of flowery way, but I really wanted him to just be like, "Look, when you beat a boss, he has a second form. Have Always. you never played a video game?" It's funny. Yeah, it's it, true. I think that that could have been a funny direction for Masamune to go is make him like a more of a game dev, more of a guy yeah. who's like obsessed with tropes, like game tropes and stuff that he wants to make real. But instead, he's uh, evil man. He's, he's got to take over the world. He's got to take over the world. I really do like this show, and this episode was pretty good. I know I'm like making jokes about him being jokey man, but it was a good episode. It was a fine episode. It's just a lot of common writer shows have a hard time sticking their landing. Yeah, it's, and it, there's already like a little bit of wobbling in the leg. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's just a hard thing to end, I guess, with so much build up, and uh, yeah, a lot of shows just have a hard time kind of bringing it to a conclusion in those last, like, five, ten episodes. And x stumbling a tad towards a the little end. Bit. A little My bit. My only real problem with this episode is how heavily it seemed to be building towards Nico uh, transforming into Cronus and then losing. Yeah. And then it didn't happen. Yeah. That, that was a little uh, more... Like, what the that fuck was really weird. What's she been collecting wise. all these Gasha trophies for? If not for that scene. 
nothing. I mean, she's she just is kind of the person who holds them, I guess. Yeah. If a story builds towards something, it should do that something, or it should subvert it in a way that's obvious that it's subverting it. It's not just something that they've kind of forgotten to do. Yeah. I don't know. It might have been a purposeful thing, but I just don't think it was handled very well. It was a little bit of blue balls. I'll um, say that. I really did enjoy Snipes' character in this episode, and that we finally got a little bit of resolution to his story arc. He admitted that he wants to be a doctor again, and we get that cool like recoding scene. When yeah, he gets his coat back. A little, little cheesy. Snipe ends up being a pretty well-rounded character out of this yeah. show. Although he wore that coat for a long time as the unlike i was like thinking when they were handing it to him i was like wait like even at the beginning of the show when he's unlicensed he still wears it so yeah he stopped wearing it like 10 episodes ago Mm -hmm. (laughs) you got it i noticed that it it, like kind of jarred me because it just they just started an episode and he wasn't wearing it and i was like is it warm in that room it's because they had the idea for this episode and they're like oh shit just take the coat off just not no one will notice yeah no one is a fucking old ass white man in America who pays way too fucking close attention to children's TV shows. <laughs> He'll never know. They they are so unsuspecting over at Toei headquarters. <laughs> they have no idea. They just don't know. <laughs> it's a pretty good episode though. I'd probably go like a seven and a half. Sure. For rating numbers, like I'll, I'll put it right there with you. I give it a seven and a half. Too much water. Too much. So much water in this episode. Now that we've had our, we've talked our piece about X8, I think we should take a minute to take this podcast in a different direction and do something entirely different that we've never done before. Okay, what's that? Uh, let's talk about some news related to Tokusatsu and Kamen Rider. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to pull one out on me. No. Wouldn't that be funny, though, if I completely fucking derailed the <laughs> podcast to talk about something else? Let's talk about the new Yu-Gi-Oh cards or whatever the fuck. Do you guys remember that episode of Doug where he wished he was a cowboy and it did that song called Durango Doug in it? I hate Doug. I hate Doug so much. (laughs) I was talking to somebody about that earlier and I have that song stuck in my head. (laughs) Durango, Durango Doug. I've never been more bored to tears by a show when I was a kid than fucking Doug. I was having a conversation with somebody earlier about how like the pendulum has swung away from Doug. Where, like, people used to be like, man, that Roger Klotz is sure an asshole to Doug. He doesn't deserve it. And nowadays people are like, man, Doug's a fuckboy. <laughs> Roger should have beat the shit out of him. Really? Really? Go back and watch Doug. Doug is the giantest piece of shit who deserved everything bad that happened to him. He's a good kid. He's a mm, He's a kid. He's a good kid, but he's certainly absolutely fucked up in every way, if, and he if, grew up to be a very out, like maladjusted human being. Yes, if I went to school with Doug, I probably would have beat him up on the regular. Liam, you've never beat anything up in your life. That's true. <laughs> but he would still beat Doug up. I'm still embarrassed about that situation with the toddler. That was rough. Still got bruises. Look... Look, you put your everything into it, and no one can blame you. He had a good right cross. He, yeah. He did. He snuck up on me, really. He, he also had that little foam hammer, so... That was rough. That Gashikon hammer. The g- <laughs> I brought it back around to Common Rider, everybody. Wow. Did you see? Deft. That was, that was seamless. That's uh, comedic craft. <laughs> I thank you. 
I would kill when Gaim was out. They released inflatable weapons. I oh, would yeah? have killed a man in cold blood for an inflatable acorn hammer. But I I think they they sold you pretty the, quick. I never got you my mean hands the on Ornak Bammer. The Ornak Bammer, which is the real name of it. The real, true, actual <laughs> fan name of it. <laughs> I like it a lot more than Don Kachi, honestly. I like the, the, the yeah. sound of Ornak Bammer. I love it because it's so silly. It's so silly sounding, but that's what Ornak is. He's silly. And it, it fits with the Banna Spear. The Banna Spear. <laughs> the Eric Banna Spear. Uh, that's a, a Hollywood movie joke. I know everyone. about Eric Banna. He was the Hulk. He was the, the Hulk before Mark Ruffalo. He was one of the Hulk. He was a Hulk. He wasn't the Hulk, he was a Hulk. Just uh, just some garden variety Hulk. <laughs> you see those every day. <laughs> Why don't you tell us some news related to Kamen Rider? Okay, so remember how this, this like, X-Aid's Movie Wars movie was not just X-Aid and Ghost, it was Heisei Generations? Yes. Uh, they're making another one of those for a build called Heisei Generations Final. It was announced just recently. Super Heisei Generations Super Ultimate, Heisei. the end. Heisei Generations 2, the next generation. And the ti- the tagline is literally like, this is the end of Heisei because the Emperor is stepping down next year. This yeah. is going to be the final Heisei movie, so this is the, the Heisei Generations final. I wonder what it's going to be now. I hope it's something I can pronounce really well. I hope it's something that's like 17 syllables and sounds awful. And that's just what we have to call Common Rider from here on. Dude, you know what my favorite Japanese name is? What? Rukusaburo Michiba, Iron Chef Japan. Oh, don't know who that is. You never watched Iron Chef? Never in my life. Dude, you're missing out. That show is amazing. I've heard it's very fun. It is. It's. I can't even describe it. Really, it's like the most overdramatic cooking competition show you'll ever watch in your entire life. I hear it's pretty crazy. Where uh, the cooks that are on the show are treated like they are literal gods. And these (laughs) peons come to battle against them using their meager means. (laughs) That does sound pretty funny. I think Rokusaburo Michiba is called the god of Japanese cuisine. Really? Even... Yeah. The God of Japanese Cuisine. That's a title I'd like to hold someday. They call... You can't even fucking cook a sandwich. I... The, uh... I'm the macaroni master around this apartment, okay? Don't <laughs> underestimate me. Um, the Iron Chef French Hiroyuki Sakai is called uh, the Delacroix of uh, French Cuisine. <laughs> which I always get a kick out of. It's they get really ridiculous names like the Szechuan Sage, Iron <laughs> Chef Chinese. That's so good. Uh, you should definitely watch it. But anyway, um, I hope it's a short name that I can pronounce perfectly, uh, so people will stop bullying me on the internet. Another piece of semi-related news to Heisei Generations Final: We got a set photo of Brave fighting Kabuto. So Kabuto is going to be in it. There's going to be even more. I imagine they're going to try and shove as many Heisei Riders in here as possible. Oh yeah, they're all going to be in there. Because this will be a big celebration of Heisei. But this isn't the Superhero Wars movie, it's the Movie Wars movie, I think. So That means literally nothing to me. They'll put anything into these movies. It doesn't <laughs> matter. This, is, this means they have to outdo themselves with Superhero Wars this year and have to make it like Heisei times 2 or something. All It'll Heisei. be Heisei versus Showa 2. Heisei versus Heisei. What if they split he- Heisei into 2? It's going to be Heisei versus Showa 2 even harder. 
even harder. We're going to actually pick a side this year. The dark world. The, the upside-down, inside-out world. Man, fuck that movie. Holy shit. It's fucking Heisei versus Showa. I was thinking about what movie we could do another movie night mm-hmm. with, and I thought about just doing Heisei versus Showa, but... Uh, it's a fun movie to watch with people. Didn't we already do that? Uh, no. I don't think we have done Heisei versus Showa yet. Mm, okay. Uh, we might do that. Okay. We might do that, everybody. So, this week, uh, Kamen Rider Double Futo Detectives Chapter 1 released and got translated. You can read it right now. Yeah, I didn't read it. I'll have it in the blog post. I also tweeted about it earlier. So you can just look on there. You have multiple options to find this. It's pretty yeah. good. I didn't read it because fucking life sucks. You just fuck everything. Yeah, everything got in the way. Every time I sat down to read it, something came up. That's that's being an adult, I hear. Uh, I hear it's rough. Yeah, my job involves a lot of outside of work work. That sucks. Yes, it does. So yes, it does. It's about a mysterious girl who claims to be a witch arriving in Futo, and she's got a memory, and no one can catch her. Is it the witch memory? I don't know. But she, like, sends you to another dimension. So Shotaro and Philip got to deal with her. The mirror dimension? No. Memory? Wouldn't that be cool as fuck? Can you imagine? <laughs> if they're like, yeah, just kidding. It's actually just a big clusterfuck of a crossover manga, and nothing is going to make sense. God, that would be amazing. Have it fun. would be the Kuga manga all over again. Yeah. <laughs> um, get, get fucking Inoue on this. <laughs> you know, I was reading about... There's a Jetman manga. Is there? And in, it's like a follow-up to the series, and there's like a green eagle. That's cool. And uh, they don't they drop all pretenses of the show not being Gachamon because they have like visors that show their face now. Oh God! So they just look like Gachaman in another outfit. Just being a hundred percent honest, I appreciate it. Just <laughs> lean into it if you're gonna make Gachaman. Fuck it. I got some spoilers from reading. Like I just saw that on a wiki as a link mm-hmm. and I clicked it and I didn't know it was after until I read the first sentence or two and then I was super spoiled on some shit. Was it about a character death? No. Oh, a different thing. Yeah. I always thought there was, was about one... like it was about like what happens to characters after the show's over. Oh, I always thought it was just the one character death that was the big spoiler in Jetman. Uh oh, I don't know that. You don't know who dies? No. Oh. Although I could guess, considering wh- whose futures I read about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this one character, they just never talked about what they did after the show. I wonder what was that about. Yeah, what? I wonder what happened. Probably just went on to do nothing, I guess. I wonder just what happened to him. Sitting on a couch eating chips all day. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, fucking Jetman, what was I talking about? Right, Fudo Detectives Chapter 1 is out, and hopefully many of it's 60 pages. It's quite a... It's quite a read. Damn. But it's good. It's pretty cool. Nice art. You know what's a you know what's a good manga? What? Uh Mega Man Mega Mix. Oh, I love Mega Mix. And Giga Mix. They're both fucking amazing. They're lovely. If you if you like Mega Man games, you gotta pick that shit up. Even if you don't. It gives it gave me such a deeper appreciation of those games. Yeah. It gives a story to them that isn't ridiculous. 
and makes perfect sense with what happens in the games. Yeah, it's Hitoshi Ariga writing what he saw while he played Mega Man, just all the shit he imagined happening. Yeah, and, now and it's, it's like so official fucking story. good. It's very good. He's a good writer. I wish he would make more. Are you reading any mangas right now, Jeff? Anything good? Um, Dungeon Meshi. Oh, God, I love Dungeon Meshi. Dungeon Meshi is so fucking good. It's so good. And people keep trying to get me to read uh, Boku no Hero Academia. Oh, I heard that one was good. I hear it's really good, but I haven't really had time for it yet. I'm, I'm so... It. The, only, the only thing I don't like about Dungeon Meshi is that it's monthly instead of weekly. But yeah, God, it feels like forever. It is all the better for it. It's such a great manga. Yeah, it is. And I mean, that's how Western comics work, so I guess I'm used to it, but... It's a shame. It'd be so cool to get it weekly. Yeah. What are you reading? I, I shotgunned Yu-Gi-Oh! recently. Really? Yeah, it was, uh... That's a lot to read. Well, it's... It was so fucking good that it just kind of flew by. It's actually really... It's much better than the man, uh, the anime. That's what I hear. I hear the anime is, like, super watered down, the comparatively. Anime's, there's a lot of filler. Uh, a lot of shit gets censored. Uh... Pegasus gets fucking murdered at the end of Duel Kingdom. Yeah, there's no murder in the anime as far as I know. Yeah, guy gets lit on fire in a, in a restaurant. It's just a great manga uh, and you should guy read Yu-Gi-Oh. gets exploded with nitroglycerin gets... <laughs> in, in the first story. Yeah, that's that's back when the pharaoh spirit in him is just a straight up bad guy. He's just like, oh, what's yeah, that? He's, he's just a murderous piece of shit. <laughs> You said something rude to me, time to blind you for life, or like, yeah. throw you into a pit of crocodiles. Like <laughs> a Very well thought out reasoned responses. Measured responses, There's really. a bit. Kaiba kidnaps his grandfather, which is the same as it happens in the anime, right? Mm-hmm. And he, he, like, mind crushes Kaiba, which is just like, in the anime, it's just like, Kaiba falls down and he kind of gets up the next day and dusts himself off. In the manga, Kaiba becomes a vegetable. For like a oh my year, God! and then he, he doesn't wake up until the middle of Battle City when he's like, "Oh my God, fuck that Yugi kid! I have to go beat him right now!" And he flies straight over there. You know, I can't really blame him that much. <laughs> so that's why he hates Yugi so much, is because he put him in a coma for like six months. Don't fucking kidnap my grandpa! What are you <laughs> doing? Say, that I'd say is a measured response if you kidnap a family member to put you in a coma. For a, an indeterminate amount of time, that's okay. You know, that's fine. Welcome to learning about Liam, <laughs> the newest podcast craze on the internet, where we learn that Liam is kind of a psychopath. <laughs> Liam would do things, <laughs> inhuman things, if if he was forced to. Not even if he was forced to, just if he had the opportunity. Just, just if the whim came along. <laughs> <laughs> hey Jeff, we, yes, we missed a holiday recently. Uh, what? August 10th is now apparently officially Juo Bird Day, according to the the actor who plays Juo Bird. Oh, you mean Kaiza? Kaiza. He wants to make a new Kaiza Day. Juo Bird Day. You can't just have a day for every character you play. Uh, He's trying. Apparently, if you pronounce the kanji... They make up August 10th, the characters that make up August 10th sounds a little... You can... There is a way to pronounce it that sounds like Bado... So he's like, yeah, this is fucking Juo Bird Day from here on. People will do it. They love that guy. Sure. I love him. I'm not going to do it, but... We talk about Kaiza Day all the time on here whenever it comes around. Kaiza Day's coming up. Get your presents. Get your treat. Get ready, get ready to betray everyone you know. <laughs> Personally, for Kaiza Day, I try to stab a close friend of mine. 
Nothing like life threatening. Stab him. Yeah. Nothing life threatening. Just a little, just a little stab in the ribcage. Just, just stab him in the dick. Just yeah, stab. September thirteenth. Yeah, is when Kaiser days come out. Maybe we'll do like Paradise Lost or something on that day. Oh, we we already did Paradise Lost. Do it again. Fuck it. <laughs> Um, I mean, we'll do like a, a viewing. Did we do a viewing of no, Paradise Lost? We never yeah. did a viewing. Maybe we'll, we'll do, do a, viewing. a viewing. We'll re-release the commentary <laughs> with nothing changed. The remastered HD. The commentary of the year edition. <laughs> <laughs> with an additional five seconds of like sniffing and coughing <laughs> that you missed from the first one. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> a couple of yawns, if you're good. Is there any more news? Uh, yes. We... Uh, have our tickets bought, and we are going to MAGFest in January. Yes, so please be excited. Um, there's no Rider Club radio booth. No, There will be no panel, no booth, no clothing to purchase, but you can, if you spot us, come and say hi. There will be a panel for my side podcast, Learning About Liam, in which we'll do a Q&A about me. That is, I believe, day 2, 4 p.m., so it's, don't miss uh, that. It is in the dumpster out behind the, the Gaylord Hotel. <laughs> it will be Liam and special guest uh, Rizzo the Rat from Muppets. <laughs> so look forward to that. Yeah, uh, hopefully anyone who comes to MAGFest. Uh, I don't know, maybe we'll I have guess, a party. I don't know. Maybe we should like show people what we look like we before will, that. We are going to round everyone up. And then we're going to enjoy the con together, and then we'll go to a bar. All right. All right. Anyone we find. Wait, I, I'm staying at a hotel, like, far away. <laughs> yeah, I'm staying at the same hotel as you, probably, so. Yeah, well, I guess we can fucking stumble back. It's like a 23-minute walk or something. 23. Like. Bah! Bah! Stumble across the bridge. I've had longer. 12, 15 minutes straight. I've had longer blackout drunk commutes than that. You know, somehow I believe it, Liam. <laughs> somehow I believe it. I'm sure that if I bugged my friend Josh from my better podcast, M Class Podcast, oh. now available on iTunes, oh. then uh, he'd just let me stay in his room. So I got an end there. Is he staying at the real hotel? Yes. Oh, rich man. He's got a panel. Oh. Like, Continue has a panel there. Lucky bastards. Yeah, it's what happens when you're actually famous on the internet what and not like, like us. Yeah. Totally other world. It's fucking dark side of the moon from here, man. <laughs> Do you want to talk about the best show, Jetman? Yeah, let's talk about the most inconsistent television program, Jetman. The greatest TV show of all time. Um, on and uh, The episodes this week of Jetman... Um, there was a good one and a not so good one. Okay, which Liam, one? what did you think? <laughs> which which one are we going to talk about first? Are we going to talk about the noodles? Let's talk about nine. That's not noodles. Nine was uh, the mud race. Yeah, the the mud race episode is actually a good episode. I liked the mud race episode, and I liked the noodle episode. Ironically. That's, yeah, that's how I'm feeling about fucking, these two. Because you're a hipster. Yeah. You look shit ironically. <laughs> I did enjoy uh, the noodle monster and the fact that he has a happy face and an angry face. Noodle god. <laughs> uh, fucking cup ramen commie. Yeah. But okay, so there's this episode about a mud race. 
uh, Raita is in love with a childhood friend of his. She comes to visit. Yeah. They have to rescue her. Satsuki? Satsuki, I think. Satsuki-chan? I don't remember. He calls her Sat-chan. And um, she's, like, totally different. Completely different. And they face a sewing machine. She shows up dressed like a fucking slut. She dresses like Rita a, doesn't like it, like a full ass adult with a job that makes a lot of money and who knows about yeah, fancy she does, and she doesn't know how to put makeup on correctly. <laughs> Just cakes that shit on. Just fuck it. She's so, not dressed like a slut, and there's a she's there's dressed a like monst- a very high class hooker. <laughs> it's called an escort. Yes, there's a monster this week that throws clothes on you, and you act like whatever the clothes are. Which is yes. thematic, because she's trying to hide herself under her clothes. And at the end, she gets turned into a cyber sniper, and Raita brings her back by jumping through some mud. Well, because when they were a kid, like she promised to marry him if, if he, he won, won the, mud race, the mud race, which is apparently a thing that happens. <laughs> this and episode... he, he forces himself through and defeats children who are in much better shape than him. <laughs> And uh, so they're in love forever, and the only way he can snap her out of her cyber sniper self is by hopping and bopping through the mud. (laughs) This episode felt... I liked it a lot because it it had themes. Like, there was theming, like I said, with the clothes and the... the There was heart to this episode. Foreshadowing, callbacks, the mud race. Yeah. This was a really well-put-together episode, really. There's a lot of heart in this episode. I love the moment at the end... Where she says, tell Yellow Owl that I like him. And uh, he's like, yeah, I will. Bye-bye. See you later. And she says, bye-bye, Yellow Owl. She knows. She just wanted to tell him in a very roundabout way that she liked him. Um, it was adorable. It was very it's, good. And I love how everybody makes fun of Rita for being in love with <laughs> the best. The best line in the whole show so far is uh, Rita's on a date. And they're fighting the sewing monster. And they're like, God, we gotta call Ryda. And Guy's like, no, no, no. A guy like Ryda will go on exactly three dates in his entire life. Do not <laughs> fuck this up for him. And they turn to the other, the girls, and both of the girls are like, yeah, we shouldn't. Let's just fight with him. <laughs> Everybody just agrees. They're like, don't. Ryu is the only one that believes in this man. <laughs> Everybody else has faced reality. Don't, don't cock block Ryda. He doesn't get a lot of opportunities. It's probably true. He's not only is he like not a looker and he's really awkward, but he's also kind of a dick. Like he just gets angry all the time and yells. Mm-hmm. He speaks his mind a little too often. Yeah, he's he's a. Uh, I read a little bit about this. He's like a stereotype of like a country boy. Yeah, like somebody who works out on a farm and is like really rough around the edges mm-hmm. and s- says and does what he feels. He There's there's like a whole thing in Japanese society about politeness yeah. and proper etiquette, and the country boy doesn't follow that. Yeah, he has no tact. I like Raita. Raita's good. Like, uh, all the characters in, in I almost called it Juojo, all the characters almost. in Jetman are very human, and Raita is, is a very human character. Uh, ordinarily, I'd say, oh, like, usually when it's like mind control, and then someone's like, Hey, snap out of it, and they just say it enough, and they snap out of it. I usually am like, oh, fuck you, bullshit. But yeah, I hated that with the diamonds in yeah. a previous episode. But so. this episode has like an actual foreshadowing, like a good reason, and it's dramatic, and I liked it. So fuck it, I'll let it fly. They did it well. It's a really good episode. I liked it a lot. It's one of my favorites so far. Yeah, 
then there's an episode about a giant cup ramen. Dude, and a guy I, who loves how do you cup ramen. not like this episode about the cup ramen? I don't hate it or anything. I just don't think it's a good episode. I guess and I'm just noticing a theme, right? Where there's one really good episode and then one not so good episode. Like coming off of an episode like the episode about the sewing machine monster, which is very real and very like genuine and very uh, like, like you said, the episode... coming coming off of the episode with the sewing machine monster, which was very real, <laughs> very believable. <laughs> <laughs> no, really, it, it had it had a lot of heart. To yeah, it did. This thing about mind control ramen that doesn't really have as much heart and is it's mostly just really about, goofy, it's right? Totally, totally goofy. And it's like the plot line; nothing really gets resolved or moved forward, and the characters don't grow any. And like at the beginning of the episode, like she doesn't want to date the weird nerd because he's too into ramen. At the end of the episode, she doesn't want to date the weird nerd because he's too into ramen. Yeah, but he learns not to trust what? a guy in a rubber suit if he tells you he's the fucking god of ramen. He'd still do it. He'd, he'd still do it. If, if, someone... an, if another cup ramen showed up, he'd believe it was cup ramen god. <laughs> Any Anything that can get him a promise of a date with Akko, he'll be like, yeah, yeah. fuck it. If a guy showed up Cheerful to his house in a... Akko chan. If a guy showed up to his house in a Gamera costume, he'd probably be like, yeah, okay, let's do it. <laughs> Look, uh, before you even go into your spiel, will it get me a date with this girl? <laughs> Someone shows up to his house to sell him some knives or something. He's like, hang on, hang on. Uh, you, will it get me a date with this girl, like a photograph? He does have a photograph of her. He references it several times. He has like a framed photo of her. He's Lovely. really creepy. He's, he's a creeper. He's so cool, and he loves And this ramen. is the thing? Like, being obsessed with cup ramen and, like, rare cup ramen and shit is a thing? Is it, like, a real thing? Did you look this I up? I don't know. It's, I, it it feels... seems like it's a real thing, because he just talks about it like it's a regular thing. I imagine it's, like, stamp collecting, kind of. Yeah. You get the tops of ramen cups, or, like, having a, yeah. a bottle of Coke that was only around for a month and then discontinued or something... Like, do you like know. a do you like a cup ramen or do you like a a package ramen? I will take my ramen anyway. I like them both, but I do prefer a package ramen. Yeah, yeah. Cup's a little more convenient, but fucking it, it is more ramen. convenient. But if, package ramen is it tastier. If you're, I think if you're eating instant ramen, you've already lost. Just take it as it is. It's the story of my life. <laughs> it's uh, it's instant ramen that when you eat it. Makes you unable to wait more than one minute for anything. That's the plot line of this very good episode that Liam loves. Uh, this episode was better, at least, than the Diamonds episode. Yeah. The Diamonds episode was annoying. This episode was wall-to-wall hilarious. It was funny. Uh, I My favorite fucking part of the episode is all the attacks... That ramen dimension has. Oh yeah, he throws his like uh, fucking Naruto Maki circle yeah, at him, and, and he fucking like fires shrimp out of his cup. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and he needs hot water. He needs to hot live. water to function. I thought that was I got a real kick out of that. I did too. Um, There's like my a hero scene. This episode isn't as low as I make it out to be. It's still <laughs> it's a fun episode. It's just not. A great episode. There's a hero scene when he's beating up Akko, the blue ranger, and he's like, shit, oh, I'm out of hot water. And he's trying to put it in, and the, the cup ramen nerd sees the error of his ways, and he's, like, jumping to, like, intercept it in midair, and it's, like, this big slow-motion thing. It's very funny. 
And then he just keeps spilling hot water all over he's, himself when he's running away. He's running away from it and is spilling it. He's like, oh god, it's so hot! Jesus! It's scalding hot! <laughs> oh, man. It's pretty good. It really it it's, is it's, pretty good, but... It's like it's, they... I just, watching it, I was like, man, this is really awkward compared to the last episode. It's like they came off of the last episode and were like, okay, we we made a really good one, and now we have carte blanche and just do something really dumb for this one about a cup of ramen. Do that, something silly. That face, the face of the cup ramen monster is going to haunt my dreams. All the one that opens, when it opens its mouth. Well, and all like, of them, really. His happy face, and then the way it turns into a mad face when he reveals how mad he is. I love that. I love that, too. And I also love the fact that if anyone has seen... God, what is the name of that movie that they watched on Best of the Worst? Which that movie? That was, was like the, the fish-fucking movie. Oh. Where, like, a woman's vagina has a mouth on it, and it's the same mouth from uh, Ramen Dimension. <laughs> it's the same exact mouth. <laughs> I wonder if it's the same prop. It's gotta be. Real they talk, I would, pay, I would pay big money to see a best of the worst of Shin Kamen Rider. I think that would be great <laughs> on that show. I could only imagine how fucking confused they would be <laughs> watching that movie. They, and you know up front they'd be like, yeah, we looked up some stuff about this and it's like Power Rangers. Yeah. And then they'd watch Shin Kamen Rider. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, my God. Um, what were we talking about? Oh. Ramen um, noodles. Vagina teeth. Yeah. Vagina dentata, they call it. That's the term, yes. It means no worries. Jetman is a really wildly inconsistent series thus far. It's with its tone, it's a little inconsistent. Yeah, yeah. And there's there's a, definitely a difference in quality. I'm not saying it's like worlds different, where like one episode is garbage and the next is like perfection. Mm. But it does go like good, not good, or good, not so good, yeah, good, yeah. not so good. I uh, which I've never seen in a show before where it actually just flip flops. Yeah. Yeah. I will say this, though. I've got the, the Akko-chan ramen tune stuck in my head still. Yeah, true. It's I still have Durango Doug stuck in my head. But... <laughs> Fuck Doug. <laughs> you hate that guy. I really don't like Doug. Jesus. How did you feel about Hey Arnold? Uh, I, I'm neutral on Hey Arnold. Hey no Arnold feelings. was like uh, if Doug was like a normal kid and not like a fucking giant bitch. People say it's great. I haven't watched it in well over a decade, so I can't confirm. I don't it remember much about show. it. It was a good show. I liked uh, Freakazoid best. I liked Freakazoid. Freakazoid was funny. That's not a Nickelodeon show. I'm aware. I know. Everyone. Just we're talking but... about <laughs> talking about kids shows. Okay, fuck talking off. Talking about kids shows when we were kids. That's what this podcast is about. <laughs> fucking learn. Jeff, would you uh, like to pop open that mailbag? You know, uh, I guess I could if I have to. Give me some sweet mail, make it rain with envelopes. Uh, this week we have two fucking emails, so fuck all of you. Two? For not writing in. <laughs> Where did you all go? <laughs> There's only so many questions you can ask. I'm aware that like people are kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel at this point. I'm genuinely astonished. We're like well into 100 and there are still questions asked every week. Yeah. <laughs> fucking... And- I'm crazy about it. Like, 99.999% of them are about Common Rider, too, is what's blowing my mind. I keep saying that people can ask whatever they want, and it's still all Common Rider. I'm impressed. That's, uh, yeah, I really appreciate that they stay on theme. I'm impressed. Um, 
our first email is from uh, Alonzo, mm-hmm. who says, uh, Hey guys, I haven't sent an email in a bit, and have been sitting on this question for a while since I kept forgetting. Anyway, the new Mario game, Mario plus Rabbids, has a character who creates monsters when he's stressed out. The monster is a fusion of a rabbit with Mario enemies, like a pure rabbit plant or a rabbit Kong. This game sounds fucking amazing. <laughs> it looks kind of cool. Uh, what if in the X-Aid build film they have a bugster victim who creates monsters instead of dying, building fusions of Smash and Bugsters? Oh. And he capitalized building, so build. you know, he yeah. know he fucking means it. <laughs> Um, that's a that's a great idea, actually. That'd be a cool way to bridge the gap, which they don't tend to do in crossover movies. Yeah, it's usually just like like a thinking back on the Gaim one. It's like he's fighting a an alien that comes from space, and that's just it. It's just an alien and drives there, and they're like, "Fuck it, let's fight this alien." It'd yeah. be cool if it was more like a a combo monster. I'd like that. I mean, I think they may have done something like that before. I just can't think of it off the top of my head. But I feel like it's more thematically appropriate to bring two riders together by having them face a, an enemy that's common between them. Yeah. A common rider oh, enemy? Oh, shut the fuck up. You're the one who called it fucking leave a common. <laughs> I thought oh, everyone forgot about that. No, I brought it back. Thank you. Now everybody knows you're an idiot again. That's fine. No, but that's a great idea. I'd be all aboard. Yeah, I'd get a kick of that. Uh, Also, a second question. Do you guys find it dumb that Namco didn't do more video games to advertise X-Aid? All we got were two 3DS games and a PlayStation VR short movie clip. It would have been nice to see more Gashat games being made after Mighty Action X as budget titles that get quickly released on the Nintendo eShop or something. Like seeing Tattle Quest as a Dragon Quest clone or Perfect Puzzle as a Puyo Puyo clone. Anyway, keep up the great work. Loving this podcast. P.S. Muteki is the best because they shoved a Mario star on the X8 and told him to wear it. Muteki's the... You just said why it's the worst. But it's the best. I'll tell you what I'm disappointed with about uh, Bandai Namco. Is uh, not doing anything with Kamen Rider in terms of video games except making the cheapest... Literally ever? Cheapest, fastest shit that they could possibly put out. The... It's like, it wouldn't even be that difficult to make a Common Rider game that was fun and cool. No, and they've almost done it. They've come, like, 90%. Like, Betrayed War Genesis is, like, 80% of a good game. But it's just a little too brain-dead. And the, the it's just a little too, like, loose with its controls. And it's well, just... Here's, here's the thing, right? What? After they sell the game, it doesn't matter. They got your money. <laughs> Fuck you. That's the, that's the uh, all Toei and Bandai and all them. That's their that's their motto. Fucking uh, what was it called? Super Climax Heroes. Almost a good fighting game, just not quite complex enough to be really fun. Like you can't really sink your teeth into it. Yeah. It's very bland. That's the thing with all common rider games in the modern day. I mean, like some of the older games are a little different. Like the beat 'em up on Super Nintendo, or like the chibi game on uh, NES and stuff like that. But uh, modern rider games are paper fucking thin all it is is surface level there's no mechanics beneath and you know why it's because they're always compelled to put every rider 
At least every yeah. Heisei rider. You don't have you, to do that. Just make a good game just about X8 or just about build. It's fine. Yeah. No one will hold if, you against it. Like, it's, yeah. it's, you can do that. If you put every rider into a game, you cannot make that game have any sort of mechanics to it beyond the basics. Because if you do, the game's going to take like fucking 15 years to make. Yeah, all the riders have to play very similarly. Or else, you know, it's like you said, it's going to have so much dev time. Like, if I were God, I would make a game that was like, just pick out like five playable, four or five playable riders from just all, all like the new guy, and then like pick out four main riders from whatever and be like, okay, it's just these guys. Just these four. I just do the newest show. Just, yeah, or just do that in a more realistic world. Just fucking do the newest show. Or just pick if. Like, in my perfect world, they would do, like, one for each show, right? So they would go back and make, like, a Kuga game. And they would, like, focus in on what would make a really great Kuga game. Oh, yeah. It could have, like, investigations, be a little slow-paced. Yeah. yeah. And then, like, next year, they'll do, like, an Agito game. So there'll always be new Rider series coming out. And they'll, they're moving one series ahead as it goes. Oh, my. If they actually did that, if they were just like, yeah, from now, we're going to start from the beginning of Heisei... And just make a game every year that's like a like a different genre that fits that show would be fu- I would be <laughs> I would be yeah. ecstatic about that. I would be terribly excited that about that. That would be really awesome. And I mean you could work on these concurrently with different teams. Yeah. Right? So uh you you'd have the dev time that you need. You just have to like front load it, right? Yeah. You'd have to start early. Yeah, but you know, they're never gonna do that. No, it's all gonna that. be fucking writer betrayed fucking uh, whatever whatever is a phone game yeah. asshole uh, when I was when X8 was coming out and they said there was going to be a Mighty Action X I was under the impression that there was also going to be at least a Tattle Quest yeah, or maybe a no. Bang Bang shooting none if, of that shit oh I would have loved that come on just a little like 30 minute RPG or like a light gun game or Perfect Puzzle is like so easy to make just like a fucking yeah. make a mean bean machine it's, clone and call it a day. I, poyo poyo. Whatever. Mean bean machine. <laughs> Dr. Robotnik's mean bean machine. That's where gaming really hit its stride, I think. We've never really reached that same apex level. Yeah, that's the peak. Can you guess who our next email's from? Jake the Snake. Yes! <laughs> I was really hoping... I was thinking for a minute that you were trying to trick me. No. And it'll be something it's, else. It's gotta be Jake, gotta baby. Be Jake. Hey, RCR. For a few seconds, I thought Nico was gonna be able to transform to Cronus being the qualified ride player, but me then too. I remember that this is still a Toei show. Can't have a female rider stealing the spotlight. Mm-hmm. You know, this man makes a good point. <laughs> Uh, it was nice that they gave Taiga an upgrade on par with Hyper Muteki and Tattle Quest in the form of Cronus, even if it didn't last that long. So all this time Cronus had access to the other Gashikon weapons? Wish they could have shown that since Cronus first debuted in the series. You know, uh, he didn't need them. He just pressed pause all the time and hit people. Yeah, they would have been a crutch. I like that, though. Now that I think back on it, like it obviously was not a conscious decision at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, they hadn't even thought about giving him all the weapons at that point, but uh, I like that everybody has weapons that they try to fight him with, but he just fucking kicks them. Yeah. I like a melee fighter a lot. Yeah, who needs weapons when you can freeze time? Questions. 
Who wore their suit recolor better, Game Deus Cronus or Gold Drive? Oh. They both look not great. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say Game Deus Cronus. I think I'm going to have to give it to Gold Drive. Really? Yeah, I think Game Deus Cronus looks like shit. Like, Whoa. genuinely. I don't like gold-colored anything, really. It's too gaudy I like, for me. I do. I love gold-colored stuff. Oh, there's where, we, there's where we differ. Yeah, there's the difference. Like, if I was going to be a special ranger, like a sixth ranger, I'd want to be the gold. Oh, that's... Nah. Gold. Like, if, if you were going to be a sixth ranger, what would it be? Uh, just a normal color that they don't have, like green or cyan or whatever. Sometimes black, black sometimes, sometimes green. Just whatever color they don't got, I'll take that. You wouldn't want to be, like, silver? No, fuck that. That's too shiny. Man, you're an idiot. No. Gold and silver are the most powerfulest. Gold and silver can suck me. I mean, maybe they'd want to. I don't fucking know. <laughs> How many Did rangers they... does Q-Ranger have? I haven't been keeping up. Do they have, like, 16 now? I don't know. There's so many Q-Rangers running around. They had nine last time I checked. They had nine last time we watched, but now there's another one and another another one, and there's an evil Hibitsukai Silver I saw. I think there's 12. 12? That's more than nine. The, the fucking dragon became one as well. And there's I Ho- genuinely don't know. We haven't watched that in so long. There's the new red guy with the sword and shield. How many are there? I like that he has a sword and shield, though. That's pretty awesome. That is pretty cool. That's my favorite uh, RPG setup, is Sword and Shield. The old sword and board. It's my favorite. Nothing wrong with it. Uh, question two. Chapter one of the Futo Detectives manga was translated recently. Any chance you guys have read it already? <laughs> and if so, what did you think of it? Liam has read it. Yeah, I already covered it. I liked it. And I liked the mystery. He covered it and he liked it. I like how much they build towards the reveal of Philip because they know that you're waiting for him. They build... Shut up. Towards they, it? They wait a really long time to show you Philip, and they, like, hint at him a million times, and at the very end, he's like, boop, I'm here. That sounds great. Yeah, it's good. Boop, I'm here. That's literally the line. That's how they translate it. Boop, I'm here. Uh, damn, I didn't know TV Nihon was doing a translation <laughs> on this. Uh, thanks, and looking forward to the next episode, as always, Jake the Snake. I feel like Jake is more consistent with his emails than we are with this program <laughs> in general. He's and more on I top appreciate of us. That. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Uh, so I appreciate all two of you who wrote in. I hate the rest of you. <laughs> Jeff, a tad bitter this week over the um, number of emails. <laughs> nah, I'm fine with it. Whatever. As long as we have a couple, I'm cool. Yeah. Um, if you'd like your email read on the air and you would like to not be a, a bad listener of this podcast you can write in to writerclubradio at gmail.com I mean that is if you're a real fan you yeah know, it, you might want to do that well you just made everybody not write <laughs> uh, if you want to be a real real hot dog you can follow us on twitter at writerclubradio a, a hot dog? a hot, real hot dog a real cool dude you know what I'm saying? jelly band you you might be the least cool person no. I've ever met in my life. No. And I own a mirror. <laughs> uh, thanks for tuning in, everybody, and we'll see you next week. Good night. Bye.